You're highly welcome to the Precious People's Assembly for All Nations podcast, a place where we share God's word and empower you for your assignment in the marketplace, guided by Senior Pastor Sam Otenaki. Now, why don't you sit tight for today's sermon as we dig deep into the word and discover how to be God's representatives wherever we go. And the people of God say, let's give it up to the Lord. God bless you, precious voices. Hallelujah. Let's give it up to the Lord. Hallelujah. He's our everything. Hallelujah. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. What a beautiful day. Let me look at your neighbor and say, what a beautiful day. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures, not just for a while, but forevermore. May those pleasures be yours. I said, may you partake of those pleasures in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, give it up to him one more time as we take our seats in his presence. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Wow. Let me welcome you once again to this beautiful Sunday morning service, May the 7th, year of our Lord, 2023. We've been looking at this subject that is um, of utmost importance, especially in this season that we are in, Contending for the faith that was once delivered to all the saints. And uh, we'll be taking our text from Jude, verses 1 to 3, the English Standard Version, and also Hebrews 11, verses 24 to 27, NIV. Jude, verses 1 to 3. Jude a servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, writing to those who are called, you and I, if you believe you have been called of God, then this letter has been written by Apostle Jude to us. To those who are called and who are beloved in God, the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. As I explained to those of you who are here for the hour of discovery on Thursday, to be beloved means you are loved before now. Beloved in God. God loved you the moment he created you to the face of the other as his child. And then you come into that love the moment you accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Can I have an amen? So you are beloved in God without conditions. While we were yet seen as Romans chapter 5, Christ died for us. While we are here sinners, that's what it means to be beloved. You are loved unconditionally, and then you came to accept that love when you accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Can I have an amen? So Apostle Jude, the brother of our Lord Jesus and brother of James, is writing to those who are called and those who are beloved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. May the love of God keep you in Christ in the name of Jesus you will not fall out of his love. I said you will not fall out of his love. On this journey of life, you will not be derailed. Sin will not derail you. Worldly pleasures will not derail you. The treasures of Egypt will not derail you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Peace, verse number two, may mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Hallelujah. May the mercy of God find you. May he locate you. May his peace garrison your heart and insulate you from all the shenanigans of this world in the name of Jesus. And may his love be continually multiplied unto you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse number three. I love the build up of Apostle Jude. This is the only epistle that he wrote 
and so much was packed into it. Glory to God. Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. Hallelujah. Said I found it necessary to write appealing to you. It's an appeal. It's an appeal because if you do not contend for the faith, friends, your faith may mean nothing at the end of the day. So we've got to contend for it. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Hebrews 11, 24 to 27. NIV. Hebrews 11, 24 to 27. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That was the first thing he used his faith to refuse. Number two, he chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Secondly, he used his faith to refuse to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Number three, verse 26. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. So the third thing that he used his faith to refuse was to use it to refuse the treasures of Egypt. Hallelujah. He chose disgrace over and above the treasures of Egypt. Why? Because he was looking ahead to his reward. Hallelujah. You will not lose your reward. You will endure to the end and meet your reward in the name of Jesus. By faith, number four, he left Egypt. He forsook Egypt. He did away with Egypt. Hallelujah. Not fearing the king's anger, he persevered because he saw him who is invisible. That's the fourth thing he used his faith to do. To forsake Egypt. This morning, I don't know about you. Have you left the world that you have come out from? Moses used his faith to forsake Egypt. He left Egypt. Egypt was the superpower of his time. He used his faith to refuse and to let go of Egypt in his life. Many of us are in Zion. Many of us are born again children of God. But Egypt, our feet are still rooted in Egypt. If not the two feet, some of us is one feet. One of our feet is still rooted in Egypt, the other feet in Zion. Hallelujah. God wants you to either be hot or cold. If you are neither cold nor hot, he will spill you out of his mouth. May that not be your portion in the name of Jesus. So Moses, by faith, he let go. He forsook Egypt. And some of us may say, well, pastor, what do you mean? Can a man be born again and still be in the world? Oh, yes, but you and I know. When the practices and the things you do are still rooted in Egypt, there are certain practices that we do that are still rooted in the world. Moses used his faith to let go of Egypt. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. By the grace of God, the subtitle of this part five is Growth and Imperative for Contending for the Faith. So, what was Moses' secret? How was Moses able to use his faith to refuse the pecks of office and all the glamour and glitterazi that being called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, you know, accorded him? He let go of all of those. He used his faith to refuse the fleeting pleasures of sin. The treasures of Egypt didn't mean anything to him. He was ready to be mistreated along with the people of God. He regarded disgrace with Christ of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. So how come, what was his secret? What was the secret of Moses? How was he able to come to this level where he was able to use his faith to refuse 
all the perks of office, all the accolades, and all the cheap money that is able to hinder him from making the kingdom. Hallelujah. So that's where we're starting this morning. What was Moses' secret? Verse 24, Hebrews 11. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, when he had grown up, you can be in church for five years, ten years, fifteen years, and twenty years. If you do not grow up, you cannot use your faith to refuse those things that will hinder your spiritual growth. The reason why some are so long in the church, some have been years, decades, born again from, little, as, as, from, from, from children. Their parents were born again on fire for God. They were born into that. But because they have refused to grow personally, then they are not able to use their faith to refuse those things that will hinder their spiritual journey. But Moses, by faith, when he had grown up, When he had grown up. That's why this is important. Hallelujah. Growth is an imperative for anyone who is aspiring to fulfill purpose and destiny. If you are aspiring to fulfill purpose and destiny in God, you must grow up. Hallelujah. Give it to us in the message, verse 24. Growth is an imperative. If you are going to be able to use your faith, if you are going to be able to contend for the faith that has been delivered to the saints. By faith, Moses, when grown, he refused the privileges of the Egyptian royal house. Please give me the Amplified Classic. Aroused by faith, Moses, when he had grown to maturity, and become great. You must come to a point of maturity. You must grow up to a stage where you can look at Moses, at Pharaoh and damn all the consequences. It takes a man who has grown in faith. Hallelujah. You know there are believers today because they are Christians, they are being persecuted in their offices. And if care is not taken, you will give in. You will yield, you will compromise, and you will join them. After all, the English man says, if you cannot beat them, you should join them. But when you have grown personally in faith, and you know your God, you will learn to be able to use your faith to refuse all of those things that can contaminate your journey. Can I have an amen? So growth is an imperative. Growth is essential. Give it to us in the New Living Translation. When he had grown to maturity and become great, he refused. New Living Translation of verse 24. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. If you do not have clout spiritually, there are certain things you must not try. The Yoruba people of southwest Nigeria, they have a saying. If your hand has not secured the sword of Damoko, and you ask for the death that killed your father, you may soon join your father in the grave. Can I have an amen? If you are not wielding the sword, you are not the king, you don't have the sword, and you are asking, who even killed my father? What was it that killed my father? you may end up as your father did. That is what growth is. You must come up to a level of spiritual clout before you can confront certain things in your life. You will struggle with sin. You will fall into temptations every now and then. Because you have not grown, you are still a baby. Growth is an imperative. If a man or a woman is going to fulfill purpose and destiny, you are going to use your faith to refuse certain temptations. It takes growth. Because temptations, after all, are very alluring. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? Go and ask Joseph, how old was he? 
He was less than 30 years old. And to think your master's wife is offering herself on a platter, dying for you, following you about everywhere you go, lie with me, lie with me, lie with me. And you look at it, I'm a slave. I'm a bought slave. What do I have to lose? What do I have to lose? Just one night and, you know, I'll become uh, Madame's boy and then we'll be frolicking and junketing together. Hallelujah. But because of the reward, he knew the dreams he had seen. He had seen him who was invisible. He had seen that, yes, the stars, the level stars bowed to him, even including the sun and the moon. He was not ready to trade that off. Thank you, precious voices. I won't trade him for silver or gold. I'm not going to trade him for, for one night stand. I'm not going to trade my destiny for a one night stand. I know the dreams and visions God has shown me. He refused to lie with Potiphar's wife. Why will I sin against God? There is nothing and against my master. There is nothing he has withheld from me in this house except you because you are his wife. Why should I now sin against God and against my master? Can I have an amen? It's a man who has grown in faith. Shout hallelujah. That grown. He has seen him who is invisible. He knows the reward. He has seen purpose. He has seen destiny. I'm not going to compromise that destiny for this one night stand. No, this one will short circuit my destiny. Glory to God. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, he refused. He used his faith to refuse. Glory to God. Praise God forevermore. Friends, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, growth is crucial. Growth is essential. Growth is urgent. For a believer, growth is crucial. Growth is an imperative. It's non-negotiable. You cannot remain on the same spot. Friends, listen to me. Many want to become big men and big women in this society. Many want to blow, you know, to their businesses to grow. In their career, they want to reach the top and the pinnacle of their career. There are many others also. You want to become a pansec as a civil servant. After all, that is the highest you can go by career. How many people want to be pansecs? How many positions are available? How many people want to be DG? And how many DGs can you have out of all those of you that are peers? Every man will hold on to his God. And those who are holding on to their tomorrow, they will hold on. Those who are holding on to their marabouts, they will hold on. Those who are holding on to their habalis, they will hold on. Those who are holding on to their prophets, we hold on. Whom are you holding on to? And that's the reason why many believers compromise when they get to that level. Because they have not grown personally. Shout hallelujah. They are living on spiritual, they are walking on spiritual crushes. You know what it means? They are relying on others. As long as you are relying on prayer contractors to pray for you, or for those who will fast for you, you are walking and living on crutches. For how long can you stand? You are on crutches, and you want to fight with a man whose marabouts are throwing missiles. You will soon stagger and lose yourself. But when they go where and they find you there, before they get there, they have found you. That man, don't, please don't. This one, please. You can't just, don't try him. They take your name to another place and fire appears. The man says, please, don't come in. I know what you are here for. I know. Yes, you want to become that. Please go somewhere else. This is not the place for you. May that be your portion. In the name of Jesus. Growth is an imperative. It's important. It's essential. It is urgent for a child of God. It's urgent. They that know their God that will be strong and do exploits. Daniel 11.32 Must become strong. You must grow up from the level you are in. You must grow up in the things of the Spirit. You must grow up in your relationship with God. You must grow up, grow up, grow up 
in the spirit. Hallelujah. Moses, after he had grown, to explain these concepts and to drive it home, what else does growth do? What else does growth do? Apart from growth being the secret of Moses, what else does it do? Number one, growth will open up your heart to the burdens of his people. Hallelujah. Man is in faces. A man, you know, life is in faces. There is a time where all you care about is I, me, and myself. My dog, my cat, my chicken. That's what you care for. And then what happens? As you grow up, you take a bride. If you're a man, a bridegroom comes into your life. And then now you are no longer worrying about yourself. You are worrying about at least your spouse. Children begin to come in. At that point, if you are truly growing, hallelujah, before you buy that shirt, you will think of what that money can do, the problem it can solve. Can I have an amen? Do I have a witness? You will think of the school fees that needs to be paid before you go and wait. Before you just look for, you see a shirt on your friend. Ah! Boy, bro, how now? This shirt, why no? Ah, where you get her? How much set? The next thing you are going to for it. But now, as you grow and there's responsibility, <laughs> before you think of a shirt, if indeed God is inside you, you'll be thinking of the opportunity cost. School fees will soon come. It doesn't wait for anybody. It's cyclical. As the time is ending, as you are finishing one, you have to be thinking of the other. Hallelujah. That is growth. And for us, as a collectivist society, there are also hangers on. There are nephews, there are nieces. As you are growing, you have to be thinking of them as well. Hallelujah. It is is growth that puts those burdens in your heart. You that was once upon a time selfish, I, me, and myself. But when you grow and responsibility comes, you will know you must think of others. Can I have an amen? So growth is what we put the burdens. It's what we put burdens. We open up your heart to the burdens for your people. Exodus chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2, verses 11 to 15. ESV. It's growth that will open up your heart. Burden for your siblings. Burden for your people, your constituencies. Burdens for your relations, your extended relations. It's growth that will open up your heart. One day, when Moses had what? One day when Moses had, I thought we were together. One day when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and looked on their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew. One of his people. What happened? We are going down to 15. He looked this way and that. Seeing no one, what did he do? He struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. When he went out the next day, behold, two Hebrews were struggling together. What a paradox. And he said to the man in the wrong, why do you strike your companion? Hmm. The answer was very interesting. He answered, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as to kill the Egyptian? Why did he kill the Egyptian? The burden of his people, isn't it? And now the following day, is now two Hebrew boys that were fighting. And then they turned to him. Do you want to kill us as to kill the Egyptian yesterday? Then Moses was afraid and thought, surely... The thing is known. Verse 15. When Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and stayed in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. Let me tell your neighbor, there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. There is nothing you do that is hidden. It's just a matter of time. Hallelujah. So, So this Remember, he looked here, 
he looked there and nobody was looking. So who was the one that saw him? Just don't do. If you do, there's no hiding place. Either now or later. It may not be known here. When you get to Baba God, the CCTV, they will play it back for you, you will see. Can I have an amen? When he had grown, the burdens of his people, all the while, while he was growing up and studying Egyptian literature and he was growing, you know, in might and in the knowledge and he was enjoying the privileges, it was because he was still a small boy. But the moment he grew, the burden of his people began to ring in his heart. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. If you are a selfish person, brother or sister, it's because you have not grown in Christ. If all you are thinking of is I, me, and myself, you cannot yield for your brother, you cannot yield for your sister, you cannot let go for other people, it's because you are still a baby. Growth is what we put the burdens of your people in your heart. Shout hallelujah. Number two, what else does growth do? Number two, growth, we bath the purpose of God in our hearts. It's only as you grow that the purpose of God can be revealed to you. God is not a waster of his resources. God does not waste resources. If you refuse to grow, he won't reveal his purpose to your heart. He, just, he knows you will waste it. He knows, what's the point? It's as you grow that purpose gets revealed to your heart. Somebody says, well, I don't know my purpose or not. You just pursue God. Just pursue him. Pursue a greater relationship with him. A better relationship. Keep reading your Bible. Keep reading God. Keep reading the scriptures. And keep growing. Sooner than later, purpose will be revealed. Can I have an amen? amen. Acts chapter 7. We'll read from verses 20 to 29. Still talking about Moses. Acts chapter 7. Growth, we bath the purpose of God in our hearts. At this time, Moses was born. And he was beautiful in God's sight. I love this. May you be beautiful in the sight of God. I said, may you be beautiful in the sight of God. In the name of Jesus. This, I was excited. You know, that a man can be beautiful in God's sight. Hallelujah. It's not the amount of pancake you put that disfigures you and we can't even recognize you anymore. That's not what makes you beautiful in the sight of God. It's the ornament of a beautiful soul. Hallelujah. Says, At this time, Moses was born and he was beautiful. In God's sight. God looked at him and he was pleased with him. May God be pleased with you. May heaven be pleased with you. In the name of Jesus. And he was brought up for three months in his father's house. And when he was exposed, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and brought him up as her own son. So she became known as Pharaoh's daughter's son. And Moses was instructed in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. There was no secret of Egyptians they did not know. He was instructed in their wisdom. And he was mighty in his words and deeds. I love that. And when he was how old? 40 years old. It came into his heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. Hallelujah. When he was 40 years old, it came into What was it that came into his heart? What was it that came into his heart? Hallelujah. That's purpose. Purpose hit him. Purpose hit him. It came into his heart to visit. Why did he eat not come when he was 39 years old? Why didn't he come when he was 20 years old? If it came at when he was 20, he will not be learned in all the wisdom of Egypt. Zeal. Can I have an amen? You just caught a glimpse of what God wants to do 
And instead of you to wait for the fullness of it, to grow into it, you pull out of school, say, yes, God has called me to as an evangelist. You saw yourself preaching and, and you refuse to complete university. You pull out 100 level. Say, I've seen, and you go and become an evangelist. You will do like this. Am I saying God did not show you you will be an evangelist? You will. But it did not come into Moses' heart when he was 20. When he was, because he needed to be prepared. You need to allow life to prepare you. No matter what God is calling you to do, his time is in his, your time is in his hands. You must wait for his accurate timing. Hallelujah. When you go before God, you will suffer. And if you are waiting and the train has left, you may never be able to catch the train. So timing is important. Can I have an amen? Did you get that? If you go before God, you will suffer. And if you miss the train, I pray you catch up with it. So you must be accurate in the spirit. Hallelujah. When he was 40 years old, it came, it came into his heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them being wronged, he defended the oppressed man and avenged him by striking down the Egyptian. We are reading to 29. He supposed, I love this, he supposed that his brothers would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand, but they did not understand. How can they understand when it is not the time yet? You jump out and you become an evangelist and you understand. But these people, they are believers. They ought to know that the call of God is upon my life. We, can't, we don't understand. But they did not understand. 26. And on the following day, he appeared to them as they were quarreling and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brothers. Hey, man, you guys are brothers. Why are you guys fighting? Why are you wronging each other? But the man who was wronging his neighbor trust him and said, Say, who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Which one be your own? Eh? Which, who crowned you to be judge? And... Hallelujah. 28. Do you want to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? At this retort, Moses, what? Oh, Ferigi. He became an exile in the land of Midian, where he became the father of two sons. There was still much for him to learn. You have learned the wisdom of Egypt, right? But you still need to go back to the school of, to the school of lies. Somebody that grew up as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Was he in touch with reality? Was he in touch with hunger? Was he in touch with oppression? A man cannot give what he does not have. He doesn't know what his people are feeling. So how will you be able to empathize and bring them out? Can I have an amen? Are you following? You need to go to the university of life and be taught what life is so that you can be able to properly empathize. You grew up as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Then it came into your heart that yes, Maybe this is the time for you to begin another level of preparation. You thought, yes, it's now time to go out and start. Hallelujah. But the Bible says it came into his heart. The burden became bathed. Purpose became bathed. But there's a preparation before deployment. Can I have an amen? So growth is what we bath purpose in our hearts. But even when that purpose is bathed, it's still a process. Can I have an amen? Praise God forevermore. Number three. Growth will help us to discern the voice of God from the death of men. It's growth that will help us to discern the voice of God from that of man. First Samuel chapter 2. 1 Samuel chapter 2, we'll read from verse 22. 1 Samuel chapter number 2. Now, Eli was very old. He kept hearing, and he kept hearing all that his sons were doing in Israel. Now, 
Now Eli was very old and he kept hearing all that his sons were doing to all Israel and how they lay with women who were serving at the entrance to the tent of meeting. Pastors, were they not? The sons of the prophets, sleeping with members of refuge company. Hallelujah. Those women that were staying at the entrance, the sons were sleeping with those women. And he was hearing, and he did nothing about it. And he said to them, why do you do such things? For I hear of your evil dealings from all these people. No, my sons, it is no good report that I hear the... The children, they should tear into pieces. Hallelujah. And it's not good, my son. The thing I'm hearing is not good. Hallelujah. Verse 25, oh, Jerry. Yeah, yeah, man. If someone sins against a man, God will mediate for him. But if someone sins against the Lord, who can intercede for him? But they will not listen to the voice of their father. For it was the will of the Lord to put them to death. Hey, hallelujah. May you not get to a point where you will no longer hear a word. I thought I would have a bigger amen. Their father had corrupted them, corrected them so they don't hear a word again. Their ears had become blocked and God was ready to put them to death. God always warns before the blow comes. Before the blow comes, he will warn you. He will send people to you. He will send, before the blow comes, the blow does not just suddenly come. Hallelujah. Their ears became blocked because it was God's will to put them to death. Let's read on. Now the boy Samuel continued to grow, both in what? Stature and in favor with the Lord and also with man. Hallelujah. Look at the contrast. The boy continued to grow. The boy continued to grow. Jump to chapter number three. Continue. Let's go to chapter three. We'll read from verse one. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. Remember that he had continued to grow and he was still growing. The word of the Lord was rare in those days and there was no frequent vision. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel and he said, Here I am. And ran to, ran to who? And said, Here I am, for you called me. He was still a young boy growing. It's growth that will help you to discern the difference between the voice of man and the voice of God. God was calling him, but whom did he run to? Eli. Hallelujah. Here I am. He ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. And the word of the Lord had not yet been because he was still growing. It takes growth to know the Lord. You think you know God. <laughs> there are dimensions you have not even scratched. It takes growth to know him. It takes growth to be able to discern the voice of God from that of man. Verse 8. Let's read on. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Look at the different times. Three different times. There was no magic. It would take growth to be able to discern those voices. Can I have an amen? He kept hearing and he kept going to man. He kept hearing because he did not yet. It's growth 
that will help you, that will bring you into that knowledge, that experiential knowledge of God. To be able to discern the difference between his voice and that of man. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Hallelujah. He may have been derailed. Thank God the lamp of Israel is not yet gone out. But the experience of growth and knowledge was still with him. Residual grace and anointing was still in his life. He perceived. Oh, God must be calling this young man. Let's read on. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. Every man needs a mentor. Every woman needs a mentor. Can I have an amen? There are certain things you can never crack on your own except with the help of a mentor. Because they've been there. They've been there. Is it in business? Is it in spirituals? Is it in your career? They have been there. Shout hallelujah. Solo, you can never win this race by solo efforts. You need other people's input into your life. Even Samuel, though he was growing, he needed Eli. Even though Eli's eyes were growing dim. Visions were no longer common. But the residual anointing was still there. Can I have an amen? Go lie down. If he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, when you receive the code, the door will open. Can I have an amen? As the prophet said, what happened? The Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. On that day, I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. And I declare to him that I'm about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew. For the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God and he did not restrain them. Because somebody would say, hey, how can God just want to kill them? Look at the Genesis. He knew of all the actions of his sons, but he refused to do something about it. Next verse. Therefore, I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever. This is a heavy word. This young boy, the mentor who has just given him the key that unlocked his hearing aid and communication with heaven. The first prophecy we hear from God is, I'm going to punish the house of your mentor. Samuel lay until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord and he was afraid to tell the vision to, if it's you, you just, <laughs> Baba, <laughs> you know, God appeared yesterday. Thank you for the code you gave me. Is that the way you would do? He was afraid. Eh? This God, he'll be thinking of himself. So if this God can do this to my master, ah, I better tread softly. Hallelujah. Let's read on. But Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he said, here I am. And Eli said, what was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. Hallelujah. See old prophets. He shakarad him. Say, if you don't tell me, God will punish. Hallelujah. No be so. 
At least I hear that one from 35 years ago. Hallelujah. Say, may God do so to you and more if you hide anything from me in all that he told you. The young boy, when you harass a young prophet that way, what will you do? Let's read on. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? Can I have a bigger amen? Before we take the last verse there, what should Eli have done? What do you think he should have done? Huh? He should what? He should repent. What should he have done? Ask for mercy. Maybe. But this is spiritual pride. Can I have an amen? amen? It is the Lord. Let him do all that pleases him because of the small boy. This is my own interpretation. I'm putting on my thinking cap now. Can I have an amen? He couldn't imagine bringing himself stooping so low to now be begging God in front of this small boy. How can God use this small boy to speak to me? He said, oh, it is the Lord. Let him do what pleases him. Instead of me to lie down flat before the young prophet, please plead God for me. You are now the one that is current. I am an ex-anointed. Please plead with God for me. You are now the one God is speaking to a job. But spiritual pride, after I was the one that gave him the key that unlocked his hearing aid. Hallelujah. It is the law. Let him do what seems good. You and God. Can you imagine? That is how many of you do. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? Can you picture the scenario I'm painting? Is somebody on my frequency? Are we on the same wavelength? Can you imagine? It is the law. Let him do what pleases him. They've just given you a death sentence for your generation. Instead of you to lie down fat, Lord, I will not live here. Hold the leg of somewhere. Please plead with God for me. I will not let you go. You, you and God. You are now the one that is hearing God. You are the current champion. Oh yeah. Pride. Say, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. And God did it. You can read the story. On the same day, himself and his two sons. Wiped off. Don't mess with God. Who are you? It is God. Let him do what pleases him. Instead of you to be rolling and fasting from that day till the day you will die. Say, God, if you won't answer me, I'm not going to live here. If hunger and fasting will kill me. No, don't do this to my generations. He refused. It is the Lord. Let him do what pleases him. May that not be your portion. In the name of Jesus. When God speaks, he was giving them an opportunity to repent. Why did God send Samuel? Why do we speak to a man that is deaf in the hearing of his child? Is it not that, it's not that the deaf man we hear? That's the reason. He's no longer, God is no longer communicating with him. He has lost his attention. He has lost his master key with God. He couldn't hear God anymore. God was angry with him. So God raised this young boy so that he can tell him. So that give him a last chance to repent. And yet it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. Hey, me at here. Okay, we got it. Shout hallelujah. Verse 19 is where I'm going. And Samuel, and the Lord was with him, and he let none of his words fall to the ground. Growth is what will help you to discern between the voice of God and the voice of men. So in 1 Samuel chapter 2, 26, the boy continued to grow. And as he was growing, thank God for the mentors in his life. They helped him. He put him through and he began to hear God. And Samuel continued to grow. Can I have an amen? May you not remain stagnant. From this day, may hunger for God grow on your inside. May there be a greater thirst in your heart for God. May there be a greater hunger in your heart for God. In the name of Jesus. Jesus says, he that thirsts after righteousness, he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. That hunger must be on your inside. Lord, show me yourself. Reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. Hallelujah.
Praise God forevermore. Growth will help us to discern the voice of God from that of man. Hallelujah. Last but not the least, growth will strengthen your inner man so that Christ can make your heart his home. Growth is what will strengthen your inner man, your spirit man, so that Christ can make your heart his home. And then you will be able to comprehend the dimension of God's love and purpose and his provisions for your life. I'll take that again. Growth is what will strengthen your inner man so that Christ can make your heart his home. Christ is not going to dwell in a fickle mind. It's a heart that is prepared, a heart that has grown, a heart that is not jealous, a heart that is not envious, a heart that is grown. That is where Christ wants to come and dwell. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? I told you of a story many years ago. A lady I thought I would have loved to get engaged with. And the day I saw her manifest, was to enter a bus and go to a city. The way I saw her speak to the driver of the bus, I said, sure, if this one can speak to this elderly man like this, how will she speak to me, the husband? I'll become a sleepers. She talked. Somebody who is spiritual. You cannot be carrying God and be talking like that. Can I have an amen? So growth is what will strengthen your inner man and make room for Christ in your heart. Do you understand what I'm saying? If God is in your heart and then you manifest and start talking, Hallelujah. And you have the Holy, you are carrying God. And you are going to minister to fight demons, to cast out devils. There are devils that need to get out of you first. Can I have an amen? Do you understand what I'm saying? Ephesians. Go with me to the book of Ephesians. Chapter 3. Let's read from verse 14. Ephesians 3 from 14 to 21. New Living Translation. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. I pray that it will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Yes. Next verse. Then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. If your heart is not strengthened, if you are not empowered by the Holy Spirit, Christ cannot make his home in your heart. Is someone here? Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. It's only when you are strength. It's a cyclical, it's like a cycle. You yield yourself to God, you grow. Christ comes into your heart and makes you, your heart is abode. Then you grow further down. Your roots grow deep down into God's love and keeps you strong. Verse 18. And may you have the power to understand. It's only when you have grown and you are established, and your root is grown deep down into God's love, that you will be able to comprehend the power to understand as God's people should. Can I have an amen? If you don't, if you have not grown strong in your spirit, you cannot understand the dimensions of God's love. And may you have the power to understand as God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep God's love is. There are dimensions of God's love you cannot understand if you don't grow in, in the spirit. Can I have an amen? And even when you understand it, it's another thing for you to experience it. Shout hallelujah. The first one is growing strong in the spirit. 
growing strong in the spirit so that Christ can come and make his abode in you. And after he has made his abode in you, you will grow deep down further into his love and you become strong. And then the dimensions of his love will begin to open up to you. You begin to know how high, how wide, how deep the various dimensions of his love. And then you now begin to step into it. And may you experience the love of Christ. If you don't understand the dimensions, how will you experience it? Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Shout hallelujah. Let's read the next two verses, 20 and 21. Now, all glory to God who is able. Hallelujah. Do you understand? Unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly. But look at where it starts from. It's growth. Growth is imperative. It's after you have allowed God to strengthen you in your inner man by his spirit. Then Christ makes his abode in you. You continue to grow deeper in, in the God's love. You understand the various dimensions of that love. Then you begin to step into it and experience those various dimensions. It is after then you can then be able to say, All glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Hallelujah. Glory to him in the church and in Jesus Christ, through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or we think, according to his power that works in us, it starts from you growing. If you don't grow, you don't pursue growth, that Ephesians 3.20 is nothing. You just be sounding like cranking cymbals without any effect. Can I have an amen? Can I have a big amen? Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Friends, I'm going to stop here this morning. For you as a child of God, born again child of God, you are a new creation. You are a new baby. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You are born a baby, but you must not remain a baby. It is time for you to embrace growth. Let's rise up on our feet this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, it's time for you to embrace growth. Time for you to embrace growth. We've seen the other things that growth is able to do. It was because growth was the secret of Moses. After Moses had grown up, he used his faith to refuse all of those things that can destabilize him on his faith journey. And you also... When you grow, you'll be able to learn to use your faith to refuse the various temptations of this life. But beyond that, there are other things. There are other things. There are other things that growth can do in us. Hallelujah. Growth is what will open our heart to the burdens, the burdens of God for his people. Growth is what will make you begin to care for your spouse. Are you married and yet you are selfish as a, which is that selfish board? It's because you have not grown. When you grow, you learn to be considerate. You consider your spouse over and above yourself. Oh yes, there are some people, they have married, they have children, but they will say, come on to Jogum, That Instead of them sending their children to good schools, they would rather use the money to buy lace, to buy party wear every weekend. They say, look, let him go to the local school, I beg. Uh, I beg, I want to enjoy myself. I mean, they work for my money. Uh, it's because you are still a baby. You are still a baby. That's why the burdens are not in your heart. You don't even have a burden for your extended family, your nephews, your nieces. They don't bother you. It's because you are still a baby. Growth will open up your heart to the burdens of God's people that he has placed you around. Growth is what will cause purpose to be battered in your heart, just like it did for Moses. Let's lift up your voice and talk to God this morning. Perhaps you are still in your heart searching, Lord, reveal your purpose to me. Reveal your purpose to me. Or somebody say, Lord, help me. Sometimes I don't know whether you are the one speaking or it is my flesh speaking. I don't know whether it is my mind that is speaking or I'm the one. I don't know. It's because you have not yet grown.
Growth will cause you to discern the voice of God from the voice of man. Talk to God this morning. Lift up your voice and let us pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Jude 20, but you beloved, build up yourselves upon your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Lift up your voice and pray. I want you to lift up your voice and pray. I want to hear you pray this morning. 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 Pray for yourself. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Help me to pursue growth. Help me to grow in the spirit. Help me to grow in the spirit. Help me to grow. If I'm going to contend for the faith, I must grow in the spirit. I can't hear you pray. I want to hear you pray. I want to feel you pray. Lero paseka to prakapa zeta mezanta tapro kapo zegatota kalaria mazemboro pashikataro keleria masakata karoba baba sekataria mazegata kalaraba seboroba sekataraba zegata kalaraba seboroba zegataria baba akularaba sebrokapa zegederia leriaba seboroba baba but you beloved praying in the holy ghost as you build up yourselves upon your most holy faith let me hear you pray. Close your eyes and pray. Talk to God. Help me, Lord. Help me to discern your voice from the voice of other men. Help me to discern your voice from the noise of the marketplace. There are noise all over the places. Help me to be able to rightly divine your truth. In the name of Jesus. You are a new creation. You are a new baby in Christ. But he doesn't want you to remain a baby. You must grow up. You must grow up. You must grow up. You must grow up. Ngezebo robo sekato ria masende ria po sokata. Rege po soparaba baba sekata. Mezandaraba sabraka sekata ria basata. Lift up your voice. I want to hear you pray. For the next 120 seconds. 120 seconds. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Mesekato parama masekato ria pashekata. Join yourself with somebody right now. Join yourself with somebody and pray for your brother. Pray for your sister. Pray for your brother. For the next 60 seconds, the next one minute, lift up your voice. Pray for your brother. Pray for your sister. That you will grow. You will grow in the spirit. That growth will become an imperative for you. Growth will become essential for you. Growth will become urgent for you. One more minute, one more minute. Pray. Pray for your brother. Pray for your sister. Mezando rabo secatoria posegatara. Growth is what will reveal the dimension of God's love to you. Lift your voice and pray. 30 more seconds. Fifteen more seconds. Fifteen more seconds. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. 
Jesus' mighty name we pray. So let it be in the name of Jesus. May you hunger for God like never before. May you thirst for God like never before. In the name of Jesus. All heads bowed and all eyes closed. Thank you, Lord. If you are here this morning and you are not yet born again, that is the starting point. You cannot pursue growth of God that you do not know. So if you are here this morning, you are not yet born again, this call is for you. Or you are already born again, but you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. No man can grow by himself. It takes the Holy Spirit to strengthen you, your inner man, to cause you to begin to grow. So if you are here this morning, you are not yet born again, and you would like to say yes to Jesus, please lift up your right hand to God wherever you are. Lift it up. All eyes closed. No one is looking right or left. All eyes closed. Just lift up your hand wherever you are. Or you are already born again, but you are not yet baptized in the Holy Spirit. With initial vocal evidence of speaking with other tongues, please also raise up your hand. Raise it above your head. You are not yet baptized in the Holy Ghost. With the evidence of speaking with other tongues, raise it above your head. You are raising your hand. Please step forward. Quickly, quickly. Just step forward this morning. I'm raising my hand. Step forward this morning. Step forward, step forward. Hallelujah. Anybody? Yeah, please come. Just come, 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 come. God bless you, brother. God bless you, brother. Just come. Come. Anybody? Come, 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 brother. Come, come. God bless you. Come, come. Sister, come. Sister, come. Sister, come. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Sister, just come. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Please say after me if you are here in front. Close your eyes and say after me. Father, I come to you as your child. Accept me the way I am. I've heard your word. I believe you sent Jesus to the earth to die for me. I believe in what he has done for me. I confess him this morning as my Lord and as my Savior. I make up my mind. I decide by my will to follow Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. From this day forward and forevermore. Amen. Father, you have said anyone that comes to you, you will not cast away. Your children have confessed your son Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Accept them into the beloved in the name of Jesus. Father, save them to the uttermost. Deliver them from sin, from sickness, from death, and from poverty in the name of Jesus. Write their names in your book of life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. Congratulations, brother. Please, there's a brother there. Open your eyes. I would like you to go towards him. Just go towards him. God bless you. And we have come to the end of yet another intriguing session of the PPA Fan Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message has touched your heart and inspired you to be a light in your marketplace. So, in order to stay connected and access more empowering content, kindly visit our website at ppafan.org. Now, always remember, you are a citizen of heaven and God's ambassador here on earth. May God's love and grace guide you in all your endeavors. Until next time, goodbye and God bless.